there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? When you hear the dogs barking, you know it's 8 o'clock here on Mutiny Radio. Oh, Time for Pimp Dancing's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Very special night tonight in that I'm leeching the comedians for money. This is the this is the Mutiny Radio sucker leash that's tapping onto their nipples and all their other weird parts and sucking their money out of them. Yeah. Uh, we have a ton of comedians tonight who are going to perform for you guys, which is why we're starting exactly at 8 o'clock. Like crazy. And uh, it's going to be awesome. You guys are going to have a really great time tonight here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, I'm going to start it up. I'm going to. I'm actually going to run around outside, and I'm going to smoke a cigarette while I'm doing my set because I don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, clap for me. Yeah. And then yay! I have a cigarette finally. Yay! I don't want to smoke in front of you guys because I don't want. I mean, I do, but I think I, smoking is important. God, I love smoking. I really do. Um, I turned 42 next week, and uh, to, it's in t- it's in less than 10. I I have a problem with my birthday. Don't worry about it. Like some people do, some people don't. You know, I've always been like. Ugh. I have this problem as a person where I go between highs and lows of great self-esteem and no self-esteem. And so I'm like, it's my birthday. This is awesome. I'm alive. And I'm like, I've done nothing in my life. I'm an asshole. So so I smoke cigarettes because it feels so good to hurt myself. Do you know what I'm saying? You're going to die of cigarette. Yeah, I am. Good. I got to tell you something. It feels so nice. I love cigarettes. Exactly. Fuck you, death. Uh, I didn't want to talk about I'm turning 42, although you guys could come onto the show on October 14th. I'm turning 42. I'm going to do 42 minutes. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm not here to promote myself. I'm here to do jokes, right? Scott? Scott's here. It's exciting. If you're you're born, you're going to die. That's absolutely true. It's, you know, and that's the weirdest thing about life is that it's all about death. And uh, we try to pretend by having a cell phone in front of our face and trying to go on Bumble or whatever. We try to swipe left and swipe right. But we're all going to die. Do you understand? Everybody laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Let's beat death together. Let's all laugh about it. Ha, 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 ha. We will laugh in death's face and say, I will smoke in front of you. Uh, I really respect the people that, uh, you know, take huge amounts of heroin because they really court death. They look death right in the face every day and they're like, I got you today, motherfucker. (laughs) I know, I wish Zach was here. Doesn't everybody always wish Zach was here? Speaking of heroin, uh, he was supposed to be here tonight. He was actually supposed to. I gave him the opportunity this entire month to come and paint 
uh, he was like, I just don't have enough room to put my paintings out. It's like, I'll give you room every Wednesday. You can make paintings during my show on Wednesday where you have nothing to do, and you can put them all out all around the station, and then we're going to put them behind the stage. You see how there's only seven? That's because that was Zach Wiseman. <laughs> he could only do seven. I was like, we're going to sell them for a dollar a piece. You should make 500 of them, and we'll sell them for a dollar a piece. We'll make $500. He's like, yeah, that's a great idea. And he made seven. <laughs> I don't understand if it's just men that are lazy or just people that are lazy or just people that aren't me that are lazy. I'm like, who is, I mean, I went, heroin, maybe heroin addicts aren't lazy. That's not fair because I smoke pot every day all the time and I wake up every morning and I smoke pot and I think, should I sew some more patches on my cheerleading outfit? Like, you know, or I'm like, what should I do with my day? Should I make more pot brownies? Like I, you know, even on the days where I don't do anything, I at least read a book. Isn't that something? I'm just trying to make myself feel better. You guys, I'm one of those dearth places where I feel really bad about my self-esteem. I'm like, nothing is anything and everything isn't real. Uh, David Zunzu is here. I'm smoking outside, David, and doing a show. You don't have to pay, honey. Stop it. No, you don't. He wants to donate to Mutiny Radio, and he donates his time every week for the past, like, four years. You guys, give it up for David Zunzu. You've you've been running the boards for, like, four years, and uh, every fucking week, like a crazy person, so smooth. Jonathan comes up. He's got beer. He's got a great skateboard. Uh, what do you have to say to the people, Jonathan? Hello. Yeah, you were supposed to say donate to Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio. Donate to Mutiny there, Radio. There you go. It's a donating show. Uh, I don't have any real jokes this week, except that this was a really weird week for me because I figured out two things in the universe, and I was like, holy fuck. Am I smarter than everyone else, or I just do I just smoke more weed than everybody else? Like I think that I actually just smoke more weed than everybody else because I realized that after thousands, not thousands of years, we've only been putting dinosaur bones together for at least 150 years. We're putting them together wrong. Putting dinosaur bones together wrong. The the T Rex is all wrong. The T Rex. All wrong. All you believers. Oh, I went to, I talked to a kindergartner and he said that he knows what a T-Rex looks like. Wrong. (laughs) I need pictures to back me up, but I'm just saying the hip bones are actually the breastbone. And I had a huge epiphany this weekend. Every time I look at a T-Rex, I've looked at T-Rex bones for like this entire week. And I'm like, how did nobody see this before? The T-Rex didn't walk. The T-Rex flew. Just because everybody believes it doesn't mean it's right. Ha! You crazy people. Uh, also, this week, I figured out that if you take a picture of a woman, you are objectifying her, literally, because you're taking a picture, which is an object. So you took a picture of her, and now she's objectified because she's an object, right? Now she's an object. <laughs> you can objectify men, too. You can take pictures of them. And now everybody's taking selfies. They're all objectifying themselves. This is gross. I remember a time when we used to objectify other people. We weren't objectifying ourselves. Look how hot I am. There's 10-year-olds now on this thing, like, musically, and they're all, like, dancing around, like, look how hot I am. Sexy walk, sexy. I'm like, you're 10. <laughs> two 10-year-olds two asked me the other day, hey, Pam, if you were a normal person and didn't have a flip phone, would you get musically on your phone? And I was like, I'm 42 years old. Nobody wants to see me dance around to a music video unless I show a nipple. (laughs) I was like, are you guys showing nipple? How are you getting 27 views on your fucking thing? Are they all the kids in your class? Or who are you? You know, that 28th viewer is going to be that weird, creepy pedophile. And he's going to ask you to see the nipple. And now we're all going to know what Musical.ly is all about. Small children's nipples. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I just read it. So like, I'm like, really? We have to, we have to have sex with an 11 year old to get out of the tunnels. How, what, what the fuck, Stephen King? I had to read a thousand pages to find that the way to get out of the tunnel is to fuck an 11 year old. Really? What is wrong with you, dude? This is the first, I'm reading his entire canon this year. And this is the first time I've been like, what the fuck, dude? Really? What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. It's the mind of a writer, you know? Uh, I really want to fit it. I don't want to finish the set because we got to move on because we have all these people who are going to be paying money for these sets. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce it from out here. We got David inside. All right, guys, your first comedian of the night. She is an amazing human being. I am still wearing the piece of string on my arm until it falls off. I'm telling you, Louisa, I showed this to a person and he was like, what is that about? I was was like, this is my freebie. And he's like, what does that mean? I'm like, well, I was being a self-indulgent asshole and someone was really kind to me. (laughs) And this is what I have to remember that like, this is my freebie. All right, I only get to be a self-indulgent asshole once a year until this thing falls off. I'm not allowed to be a self-indulgent asshole anymore because somebody cares. This next comedian cares. And she's also very funny. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Louisa Isbell! Thanks, Pam. This is such an interesting setup. I love it. Um, wait, Pam, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So when you were talking about getting views on, or whatever on Musical.ly, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a live stream situation. I was at work yesterday, and I was just like the most hungover that I've been in a really long time because I drank two liters of beer <laughs> the night before, and I didn't know it was possible to like house that much inside myself. Um, but... I go on Facebook and I, if your friend is doing, I don't know if you guys know what Facebook Live is, but it's just like anyone can stream something live that you don't care about, but you get a notification for it. And my friend from college, Ryan Mandelbaum, he was like live. And so I went to see what was going on. Um, and wait, Pam, this is still, this is still the only, you're the only person this is relevant to. I'm sorry, I'm listening. Oh, okay, 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 it's fine. Um, my friend Ryan Mandelbaum was live, and I tune into the live stream, and it, the caption was just, I'm eat, eating Marmite, or like trying Marmite, and it was just an eight-minute live stream of him sitting at his table in Long Island with his dog Henry in the background, he's just spreading Marmite on toast. Oh, no, it was Marmite. <laughs> I, I think it's different. <laughs> Good question. They both taste like garbage. What did girl Maybe Vegemite. Let's call Ryan. Oh my God! What if we Facebook lived with Ryan right now? I sh- I'll try. I'll try. I'll keep talking while I try. And so we watch. We watch Ryan Mandelbaum live stream his veg his Marmite experience. And my CEO, because I work in tech, so he's like in the office, comes up behind me, and he's like, "What are you watching?" And I was like, "Oh, this is my this is my best friend Ryan. He's eating uh, Marmite." And my CEO is like, "That's fucking weird." And then like six other people from my company come up behind me and we're all watching my friend Ryan eat Marmite live. 
and someone just in the background is like, technology's amazing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it was so, it was so avant-garde. I don't know. It was just really fascinating. And then I, and then I texted Ryan, and I was like, yo, my CEO just watched you eat Marmite for eight minutes. That is, like, the most expensive. This is just a very expensive meeting. That's what we say when there's like a lot of important people involved. And Ryan, and Ryan was just so uh, horrified and amazed, uh, and he's not picking up. And that's okay. I'll tell him about this, and he'll think it's really wonderful. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a lot prepared, so I'm just going to read the same thing I read earlier. Um, uh, so I mean, Jeff Dean works in tech, and maybe other people here do too. Um, yeah, I know. I agree. I hate myself. I shame spiral through troughs and peaks of loathing about what I do. But I went, my company sent me to a conference back in February and like, I was like blacked out for most of it, not from alcohol, but just from like, I don't want to remember any of this. And I found a little notebook where I wrote, I took down field notes from throughout the day. And this is my captain's log. 9 a.m., someone said the requisite Henry Ford quote. They also said Marissa Mayer is the greatest female innovator of our time, but gave no further examples, <laughs> which bodes excellently for the rest of the day and women. 10 a.m., this conference is called Pragmatic Marketing, and it, they gave it the tagline, Product Manager Group Therapy, but I think it's just improv for people that are all the same color, which is beige. Also, they have their own zine, which I think is just a really fun fact. <laughs> Uh, during an 11 a.m. marketing exercise, we were tasked with breaking down an old but not old enough Dr. Scholl's advertisement for men versus for women foot inserts. Are feet really that different? I don't know. <laughs> Fragile masculinity is strong with this conference. I heard someone say at one point, my wife wanted me to get a minivan, but I am a man. Great point. <laughs> uh, and we're all in business casual, which is just really oppressive in general because it's just like pencil skirts and wrap dresses. Um, and then I, I don't, I'm really uncomfortable with myself for writing these words, but I wrote, make those assets work for daddy. <laughs> and then we all imagine Cole Chapman wearing a shirt that said those words. Um, and he's not here anymore. Uh, a statistic I learned that day was that 8% of men lose their remote controls to their TVs in the fridge. <laughs> Correlation is not causation, but men are idiots. Um, 1.05 p.m., someone says, always receive negative feedback with a smile, and like looked at all the women in the room, which is just patri patriarchal coding. Um, that's five minutes. I can stop. Or I, oh, I'll go one more minute. Um, yeah, 2 p.m., our facilitator gave an example of like selling something, but his example was like selling air to people, and I, that was another moment where I just like blacked out, because <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I just started thinking about how someone sold bagged air from a Kanye West concert on Craigslist <laughs> for $150,000, and someone bought it. Um, yeah, you can sign it, I'll buy that for a dollar. Um, <laughs> 3 p.m., a man with a comb over is yelling to no one in particular, Plural anecdotes are not data. <laughs> Whatever you say, man. Yeah, by the end of the day, uh, I had only learned one. I learned a lot of acronyms, thousands, but only one really stuck with me, and it's Nihito, and that means nothing important happens in the office. Um, and I also learned that the scariest sentence that you can say to anyone is, congrats on the new job. Here's your cubicle. 
um, and I worked for Oracle for eight months, and it was just like really shell shocky. And I'm not going to talk about it here because it's not really something I can talk about yet. Um, but yeah. I did on a comedy clubhouse, and so it's online somewhere, and you can listen to it if you want to. Uh, and then, thanks so much, Pam. This is wonderful. <laughs> want to find that old uh, comedy clubhouse where she talks about Oracle. She doesn't actually mention Oracle. She calls it Horacle. So it's a totally different, totally different company, if you know what I'm talking about. Wasn't, wouldn't be. If she said anything terrible about Oracle, it was Horacle that she was talking about, not Sporacle, Sporacle. Well, you know, it's, if there are many spores that can make whores, I'm all down for it. You know what I'm saying? Proposition 60. Uh, vote no. Who wants to see condoms in their porn? Am I right? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how to feel about that proposition. I don't know how to feel about 60. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't watch porn, so it doesn't. I'm not going to vote on it because it doesn't matter to me. I never look at it and like condoms, no condoms, whatever. Your next comedian, I, I give myself the worst like transitions. I'm like, now I've got condoms to work with, and I'm supposed to talk about your next comedian. I don't know if he uses condoms or not. I imagine that you're married. Am I wrong? No. Oh no, he's not. He's single. No. Okay. Well, I hope. <laughs> no, no, he's not single. Nope. He has a girlfriend. So you don't use condoms. <laughs> Girlfriends, you don't use. Condoms. That's what the whole point of having a girlfriend is, isn't it? Uh, that's how I tried to segue that. Your next comedian's gonna be really funny. Put your hands together. He's got a really cool accent. It's Mike Alloy. That's weird. That is weird that for 10 seconds you guys didn't know my name, but you guys knew that I didn't use condoms. That's cool. That's a cool thing to know about somebody. Uh, I did. I spent, uh, if you were here a few minutes ago, you, you know I'm Russian, and uh, I talked about that for five minutes, and I'm not going to talk about it this time. I will say this. Uh, I, do, I do like uh, this country. You guys have been pretty cool so far. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Thank you. It's not my favorite country in the world, though. You know what I mean? Like, there are definitely countries out there that I agree more with, both socially and politically, more than the United States. That being said, I'm never leaving. Never going anywhere. Because the United States is by far the greatest country in the world where I could be considered above average. <laughs> right? Because like, as a man, it's not that hard to be above average in America. Like, it really isn't. All you have to do is go to the gym three times a week and watch one documentary a month, and you're good. <laughs> Can't do that shit in Europe. They read. Message. <laughs> like, look, I'm like, I'm like an American seven. Right? Right. We all agree on this. We all agree on this. I'm at least an American set. But I'm like a Swedish too. Like if I move to Sweden, I won't just be the ugliest person in Sweden. I will be the worst thing about Sweden. I'll be their election issue. Uh, I know. I, uh, I've been to Europe before. I think everybody here, everybody here should go to Europe at least once in your life, uh, if you have a chance. Everybody here, especially as a man, you should go, definitely go to Europe at least once. As a man, you should go to Europe uh, just to make sure you're straight. Because you don't know. Straight man here right now. What, why do you think you're straight? Because you never seen a man you won't fuck. That means nothing. Especially if you spend your whole life in the United States. That's like spending your whole life listening to the Jonas Brothers and being like, meh, don't like music. <laughs> Dude, European talent pool is insane. <laughs> Got a bunch of six foot five Vikings with a sense of fashion. Half Norse gods whose beards mathematically match their shoes. 
is disgusting. And then try and sell you cheese when you're confused and vulnerable. I know Frithoff. I've never had aged Gouda or sex with a man before. Let me think, let me think of all my options and get back to you. I really like this joke because by the end of it, the audience has no idea if I fucked the guy in Europe or not. <laughs> Always leave him on a cliffhanger. That's what I say. All right, this next joke, it's not a, it's not one of my, I'll, it's one of my favorites. I don't know, it, it, it does 50-50. We'll see how it does here. Uh, I am, uh, one thing I realized about myself recently is that I'm not a good person. Perfect. Yes, thank you. So far, so good. <laughs> I'm not a good person, meaning like I have no core values. Which, in plain speak, what that means is that I will do anything as long as you pay me enough money to do it. Like, there's nothing I won't do for enough money. For, like, for a billion dollars, I would kill my own mother. Oh, easily. For, you guys won? For a billion? A billion dollars? A billion dollars? Yes. A, bil a billion dollars. Yes. A billion? See, me and you, me and you on the same page. The rest of us are judging us. Like, a billion, a billion dollars? That's a bargain. A billion dollars? A billion, do you guys know this? Everybody, who, think of everybody who's ever died. Everybody who's ever died has died for less than a billion dollars. Of course, I thought about this. Like, you don't like stab her in the back like a monster. That's not how you do it. What you do is you sit your mother down. You're like, hey, mom, how are you? Long time no see. There's an eccentric, <laughs> there's an eccentric billionaire out there who really likes me and really hates you. And he, he's willing to pay me a billion dollars to kill you. Now, is that okay with you? And if she says yes, great. You're a billion dollars richer and know her feelings. Everybody wins. If she says no, then you kill her anyway because she's a terrible mother who never loved you. <laughs> that is a fact. If that's anybody who never, yeah, if they're not willing to, to let you kill them for a billion dollars, that means they never love you. That is the definition of love. Because love is such a vague term and people don't know what that means. That's what that means. If you say you love somebody, that means you are willing to let them kill you for a numerical sum of money. <laughs> That is, because here's the thing, a billion dollars will not make you happy. That's true. A billion dollars will not make you happy, but a billion dollars will make sure you're never sad. That's a fact. And on that, I will leave you guys. Thank you so much. Yay, ethics, morals, values, yay. Jonathan, if anyone ever offered to if they, if they said that you I mean he said a billion dollars to kill your mother I'd let you kill me for 10 million dollars so you could have 10 million dollars I wouldn't do it you wouldn't kill me for 10 million dollars honey that's really amazing I would easily I would easily die for 10 I mean what is my life worth who fucking cares 10 million dollars sweetheart Oh, okay. He's a good. I have a good boyfriend. All right. I didn't. We didn't even prompt that. See how that was impromptu? And he doesn't want to kill me for ten million dollars. I win! Yay! Yay! Uh, that was a weird test of boyfriendness. You know what I mean? Like, you. Thank you, honey. Even for ten million dollars. If we, I well, we shouldn't have the opposite conversation. Your next comedian, is this the, these are the kind of conversations you come up with on Tinder dates. Would you, would you kill me for ten million dollars? I just met you, but if someone offered you ten million dollars, would you murder me? These are the kinds of questions this next comedian has to deal with because I'm sure he goes on lots of weird Tinder dates all the time. 
Uh, I don't know how you date. No one knows how this man dates. Some people say he doesn't date at all. Some people say that we should give money from tonight's show to try to find him a date. I think that's called prostitution. I don't think he needs to go that far, you guys. I think he's going to be fine. You guys are going to love him. He's very funny. He's a good-looking guy. None of us can figure out why he's not dating. Put your hands together for Jeff Dean! for Muni Radio, everybody. Does this mic work? Okay, yeah, yeah, we're good. All right, how's everybody doing? Um, why don't I have a girlfriend? I don't know. I ask myself that all the time. Um, like when I go out, I, I still try and do the get drunk at bars and hook up with girls thing, like in college. I don't know why. I need to give up on that. It's terrible. It's such a stupid thing to do. Um, and when I go out, I do this thing uh, where, like, I meet a girl, right? And then uh, I say, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. You got to leave them wanting more, you know? <laughs> when I go to the bathroom, I take notes on my phone because I'm forgetful, <laughs> you know? And I'm thinking, I don't try and have sex on the first night, you know, because that's just unrealistic for me to try to do. Um, I'm just looking for that first date, and you want to have intel for the first date. You want to know some information on them to bring up in conversation, and you don't want to be the guy who forgets things she already told you, right? So I start taking notes, right? <laughs> so I'm like, Catherine, met at Kells. She's 29 years old. She's lived in San Francisco for five years, is an accountant, loves traveling. Um, and I've done this, you know, and like... It was good that I got that information. I didn't get her number, though. That would have been, that would have been important. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about, like, what if someone finds my phone and they go through my notes section, you know, and they get through, like, just the onslaught of, like, really bad dick jokes that I've tried to write, <laughs> and they just see these, like, lists of girls, like Jessica Townsend, last seen, uh, October 27th. <laughs> You know, it's scary. They'll think maybe I'm a murderer or a detective. Detectives are sexy, right? Yeah. Um, I was in a lift line the other day. Uh, oh, I, and I matched with a really cute girl. I'm really excited. Uh, and I said, hey. I was like, here's my shot, you know. I thought, I'm going to ask this girl out. I said, hey, instead of going home, you want to get wings? And I know now wings was a bad choice. It was terrible choice. And she like batted her eyes all cute, and, and she said, I'm sorry, I'm a vegetarian. And I could have asked if she wanted a falafel, but like I got the hint, you know? <laughs> and uh, I went home and I looked her up online, which I'm really good at, by the way. Um, like if your name is Jessica and you went to Chico State, like I'll find you, you know? <laughs> and that's all you need, you know? Um, <laughs> Do you, that's impressive. Do you have any idea how many Jessicas went to Chico State? Thousands. 284 between the ages of 23 and 27. I browsed every one of them. <laughs> and I found her boyfriend, too. And I think I can take him. I think. Because you know how you get, you, you fight guys for the ownership of a woman, you know? 
You know how that happens this day and age all the time, right? <laughs> you got to think about that stuff. Um, but that's the thing. She had a boyfriend. Why didn't she use the boyfriend out? Tell me she had a boyfriend. It's an easy excuse, you know? I get it all the time, mostly from girls who don't have boyfriends. Um, and I, I saw her at a happy hour the next week, Small World, and I went up to her and I said, hey, I looked you up online. And... Uh, <laughs> And I saw you had a boyfriend. Why didn't you tell me? You could have used the boyfriend out. You're not even lying. And she looked at me and she said, I didn't want you to think I'd go out with you if I didn't have a boyfriend. <laughs> what? Like, it's cold. I know. You know what's worse? Is I looked at her Instagram. She posted a picture of a pastrami sandwich. Like, she's not even a vegetarian. She's just like... Made up a lie to come up with a coy, insulting rejection. This is why I don't talk to girls. So I'm on Bumble. I'm on Bumble now. Bumble. I was so excited to get on Bumble. I broke up with my girlfriend eight months ago, and I got on it day of. And uh, the difference between Bumble and Tinder is girls have to make the first move. And I hate talking to girls. So... I was like, they're going to be blowing up my phone. Babes are going to be blowing up my phone. Uh, I bought a portable charger, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah. I did all the best practices, you know. I took a picture with a dog so that they think I own a dog. Um, all, my, all my pictures were with my ex, so, like, I had my friends take me camping and take some candid photos. I'd turn around, like, oh, my. Oh my God, I didn't see you there, like with the tripod and everything. I, <laughs> you guys are such good friends. Uh, Bumble sucks though, guys. It sucks. Newsflash. Uh, what happens is girls, they have 24 hours to respond or else they just disappear and they, they just don't respond. You're just like sitting there like, come on, like Lisa, please, come on. You're just like, you're like stuck in a glass box just banging on the walls and these girls are just like, pointing and laughing outside. That's how I feel. Um, I even, I actually pretty close with my ex-girlfriend, uh, one of them, and uh, I asked her for advice on my bio where you give like a little blurb about yourself. And I, I was like, what do you think of this? It was um, looking for someone to film my Snapchats when I need to do an act out with both hands. And she, she was like, that's really good. She was like, that's so good because it shows that you're a goofball, but also like super self-centered, you know? <laughs> um, I did meet one girl. I'm seeing this girl, actually. Um, and uh, I don't like her, though. I don't. I don't. But I, I hate being single. So like in my mind, I'm like trying to convince myself that I like her. Um, like for instance, we'll be at dinner and she'll get guacamole on the side, you know, cause she likes to eat things separate. Yeah. And I think to myself, like, this girl plays by her own rules, you know? No one tells her how to eat. This is a strong, independent young woman I'm dealing with, you know? Or like the other day she said, uh, hashtag all lives matter. Yeah. And I thought, uh, this girl's pretty dumb, you know? She doesn't understand racial bias or anything. But I'm lonely, guys, so maybe <laughs> I'm really lonely. Maybe she just like cares about everybody. I don't know. 
Probably not. She's probably racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's tough out there. I was, uh, I was walking down the street the other day, and uh, this girl driving a scooter got hit by a car, and she slid 20 feet. And, like, was laying on the sidewalk, and I, I, I was the first one to run over there, and I was thinking, like, here's my shot, you know? <laughs> I'm going to be a hero. Maybe we'll fall in love. I don't know how this works. And I get over there. I'm like, are you, are you okay? Do you need me to call an ambulance? She's like, where am I? And I'm like, you're on the sidewalk. Like, are you okay? And she's like, well, I just got hit by a car. <laughs> and I'm thinking, like, I cannot read women, you know? <laughs> Another typical example. <laughs> where is your <you> <laughs> Right? Um, turns out she had a boyfriend, so like complete waste of time. What, is, what was I thinking? And apparently it was like, not a good time to ask, you know? And I was like, when is a good time to ask? I should have given up like when the firefighter got there. It was a dreamboat, that guy. I had no chance. When I, I lived in Reno, and people are like, Jeff, oh, you know, why don't you date more? And it's like... I came to San Francisco, there's, there's beautiful women everywhere, and I was like, this is gonna be great, I'm gonna get on Bumble. <laughs> but I, I looked at a girl's Snapchat, everyone is like 6'4", every guy, and just gorgeous. They look like Ryan Gosling, it's terrible here. Have you been to the marina? Yes. People have strollers for their dogs. What is that? I used to think, oh, that they must be carrying the baby. They're never carrying the baby, there's just, it, they have a stroller just for their dog. I don't know, that was, that was stupid. Um, anyway, That's real. yeah, I've been daydreaming a lot lately. Um, and when I, day, I, I used to daydream that like, for instance, I'd like throw a game winning touchdown like Tom Brady, you know, when I was a kid. Or like I used to daydream that like girls would, yeah, like, I, I used to daydream that like girls would text me back, you know, or like. Um, now my daydreams are much more realistic and I'll let you in on one of them. So like I'm on stage, and my parents are in the audience, and I'm destroying, right? And I just always wanted to satisfy them. Like, I'm killing it. I'm giving the best eulogy at my brother's funeral. Like, <laughs> you have no, like everyone's bawling their eyes out. And I'm like, this is the best moment of my life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and everyone's like, Jeff, that's terrible. Don't you love your brother? And I do love my brother. I love him to death. But like... He gets so much attention, that guy. And like his funeral, I think it's my time to shine, you know, right? Because yes. <laughs> I'm a great public speaker, I think. I hope. Anyway, I'm Jeff Dean. That's my time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>
and how thank you so much for being here and for donating to Mutiny Radio. You guys are going to laugh so hard at your next comedian. Put your hands together like you haven't yet for Cedric Drake. Yay! I'm placing the $10 into whatever this is. This this is an old school. This is an old school orifice like jug. This is old school. It's too bad you got to break the shit out of this after afterwards. Oh boy. I almost tripped. I just I just got off a damn boat and I'm feeling good, guys. My girlfriend surprised me. I went on a boat today and it was fucking beautiful. Uh we enjoyed it. I was walking like a toddler the whole time on the boat. Cause you know when you get on the boat, you just walk, you you're walking like like you walking like you just have you've never walked before. You know, it's like uh, 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 uh. so that was that was beautiful. Um, you know what? I went to a football game a uh, couple days um, like last week, and um, I was in the bathroom, guys. I was in the bathroom chilling. It was it was just me. It was a whole bunch of guys peeing and stuff, and it was in line. It was very quiet. And um, all of a sudden, this, uh, this, this dude was behind. I was like one of the last people behind. This dude was behind me. And um, he was black, and it was, it was quiet at first. And he was like, all of a sudden, he starts yelling in the, in, the, in the bathroom. He's like, brothers, you know what? Colin Kaepernick has a stance that says all lives matter. But in this bathroom right now, my brothers, all dicks matter. <laughs> And we all grabbed our crotches in solidarity. <laughs> all dicks matter, guys. Just remember that. And all, all vaginas matter too, for the ladies in here. No, all vaginas matter. No, but but in but in that bathroom, all dicks matter. Um, <laughs> all genitalia matters. But in that bathroom, though, all dicks matter. And I, I was I was happy to do that. I grabbed my junk real hard too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, how many? Uh, I have a question for you guys. How many six foot three, three hundred pound black men do you know that's read all seven Harry Potter books? I'm the only one. I really am. I'm the only one. And I was thinking, like, what if like really hard dudes like were into Harry Potter and were like like gangsters? Like, what would that look like if a gangster was into Harry Potter? <laughs> Hufflepuff, motherfucker. <laughs> Fuck with friend daughter and both motherfuckers trying to come over here and fuck with us. We told them next time you come down here, we'll put a horcrux up your ass. <laughs> I tried the sunglasses out. I don't know if they <laughs> I would be Hufflepuff. Cause they're cool as fuck. Cause they're cool as fuck. Like 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 cause like honestly you'd have some you'd have like edibles. You'd have motherfuckers eating edibles, you had dudes smoking weed, you'd have people like in communes and stuff and in, in Hufflepuff, like it would be beautiful. Like it would be like a utopia. Really, honestly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, man. But I yeah, I thought Hufflepuff actually would be a great weed strand though. Yeah. Like like honestly, like like what <laughs> like like what would that exchange look like? Let me get some Hufflepuff, brother. Let me get some of that Hufflepuff. Don't give me that Avocadabra. Last time I, I had that Avocadabra, I was in bed for five days, man. Five days. Don't give me, yeah, don't give me that Hufflepuff. Don't give me that Avocadabra. That's the killing weed. <laughs> the killing weed. Um, my, um, hmm, my grandmother, 
She's 80 years old, guys, and she has dementia. Even though I, yeah, can you, you can clap for dementia if you want. That's just weird as fuck. Um, but no, she has dementia, and uh, she's a lovely lady. Um, but sometimes when she's on dementia, I do want to knock the fuck out of her. I love her to death, though. Don't, 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 don't think I don't, but I, I love her, but I do want to hit her. Um, but it's just, it's just part of the whole thing. You have to get, you have to just sometimes, even though you think about hitting her, it's not that you want to hit her, it's that you want to hit the dementia out of her. <laughs> like, you want to knock the dementia out of her so she can be freed of this terrible disease, but that doesn't work. You're just assaulting her, ladies and gentlemen, if, you, <laughs> if you're not hitting the, the dementia out of her, you're just assaulting the fuck out of her, so just, just remember that. <laughs> Um, but but what you got to do, though, honestly, is just go along with stuff. Go along with it and just be free with yourself. Just go along and just and just be tolerant and participate. And I, I went, I was in my, I was at my home and I was on my couch and um, and I was watching one of my favorite shows, Say Yes to the Dress. <laughs> I love that show. It's awesome. I love, I love, I love white women at um, dress shops arguing about a dress threatening to hurt each other. That's incredible. I mean, it's one of my favorite pastimes, honestly. I'm gonna be honest with you, that's a great show. If, no, it's, it's a gangster ass show. Seriously, it's gangsters at that show, in, in on that show. Oh my goodness, it's awesome. Girl almost had a shank, almost shanked a girl one time. It was beautiful. So anyway, <laughs> I, um, I was, I was just chilling on the couch and my grandmother came in and she looked really, really somber at me. She had a somber look and she was really, she was really serious. She was like, baby, I got something to ask you. I was like, what is that, Granny? You, you okay, is everything all right? She's like, baby, how the hell did you get out of the plantation? <laughs> I know, it's just, a t no, yeah, yeah, it's a time warp. Back to the Future. Um, so I was like, you know, I was like, at that moment, like I was talking about participating. I just participated, guys. I just, I just went along with it. I was like, I was like this. I was like, Granny, I got out of, I got out of slave quarters, Granny. At midnight, Granny, I snuck out. Then I ran, I ran through the cotton fields, Granny. I ran through the cotton fields. And then I, I got to that fence, master told me not to go over granny. And I got over granny and I climbed it and I climbed it and I climbed it and I climbed it, granny. And then I got over it, I kept running and running. I felt I was a free granny, I felt I was a free. <laughs> then this white man stopped me and asked me for my freedom papers, granny. And then you know what I did, granny? I kicked him in the nuts, granny. I kicked him in the nuts and I just ran, granny. I just ran and I ran and I ran and I ran. And I ran, now I was a free granny. I was a free. <laughs> and she looked at me with a blank stare and she said, that's good, baby. Now give me a sandwich. <laughs> I love her though, she's my grandmother. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I just, I just wanna also say, uh, speaking, of, uh, speaking of being freed, um, I just learned how to swim, guys. I just learned how to swim. I'm not a statistic anymore. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm so happy I'm not a statistic anymore, guys. You know, um, if, 
feels good. I tried to get a black guy to teach me how to swim, and he was like, yeah, brother. Yeah, I know how to swim. I know how to tread water. I know how to float. I know how to do all that shit, man. I mean, I've been doing it for a while. I'm good at it. I was like, cool. Can you teach me how to swim, man? He's like, hell no. I was like, why not? Why can't you teach your brother how to swim? You know, you're a brother. I'm a brother. Why can't you teach a brother how to swim? He's like, I'm afraid of water, brother. <laughs> I was like, so how the fuck can you um, swim if you're afraid of water, dude? He's like, I learned from YouTube in my tub. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you didn't learn how to swim. You just, you just made a mess in your fucking bathroom. <laughs> learn how to fucking swim. Come on now. But thank you, white people, for teaching me how to swim. I really appreciate it. Thank you, white people. Thank you. And it was my pleasure learning from you. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Um, you know what? I have different priorities. I'm 30 I'm turning 32. As she said, my birthday is actually on Sunday. Yay! And 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 I'm going to rock out with my proverbial cock out all weekend and celebrate that shit cuz I'm turning 32. But I've learned, thank you. I've learned that um <laughs> I've learned I've had different priorities now that I'm 32 when it comes to like sex and stuff. I didn't realize this. I went into the, I was in the bathroom with my girlfriend. It was late at night. We're about to go to bed and she was brushing her teeth and I was right behind her and she was brushing her teeth and she was, she was pushing a toothbrush in and out, in and out, and in and out of her mouth. And I realized my dick was getting harder and harder every time she did that. And I realized that good hygiene arouses me. <laughs> I, I did. And then I, and then I thought th further about it. I was like, what, the, wh what if I fucking like went to the dentist and I got my teeth cleaned? <laughs> and it ended up, <laughs> like I got my teeth cleaned and my dick just started getting hard while my teeth was cleaned. He was leaning over me, he was like, um, okay, Cedric, I'm gonna have to stop for a second. Um, okay, this happens, this happens every now and again. A guy, I'll clean a guy's teeth and his dick will get hard. Um, I just want you to know, don't be alarmed. Just give me, give you, I'll give yourself a few seconds and I'll let you get, I'll let you get soft again. So, thinking about that shit, like, what if guys dick got hard while, my dick got hard while I was getting my teeth cleaned? That would be embarrassing. But no, my girlfriend, me and my girlfriend enjoyed that night um, <laughs> of my dick getting hard while she was brushing her teeth. It was fucking, it was really, it was, be it was beautiful. Um, I came, I came pretty hard to, uh, to, to bright teeth. And like, I just like, just open your mouth. Like we didn't front the mirror and just like, just open your, just open your mouth up while, while, while we're fucking. Like, it was really funny. I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, what else? Um, this is probably the last thing I'm gonna do, say. Um, my, um, what was I gonna talk about? I totally forgot, gosh. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my dad is, uh, is one of those types of people that really, 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 really is, um, annoys the fuck out of me. Um, he puts me in situations that really, really piss me off and they're really, really shitty. You know how you got one, that one person in your life that just does shit that you just wish you could get the fuck out, like, but they still put you in really fucked up situations? That's my father. So one night I was like, sleep, I was sleeping, having a, I was sleeping, it was in the weekday, and I was sleeping, it was one o'clock in the morning, my dad was like, 
my dad wasn't home yet, and I lived with my parents. My dad was like, "Hey, um, I need you to come. I need you to come to our friend's house real quick." I was like, "Why?" He fell out of the bed, and um, our friend has uh, had a stroke, and uh, he has one side of his body is paralyzed. So um, this motherfucker, this dude, fell out of the bed, and um, so I came over there, and my dad was like, "You ready?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He was like, "He's like, it's no big deal. We just gotta." Uh, take him and put him back in the bed. I was like, cool. Get in there. And my dad forgot to tell me that um, he shit on himself. <laughs> now, I, 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 I don't mind being a good Samaritan and, and helping someone with a disability out. But when they shit, out of, when they shit on themselves, it, it becomes a different perspective. You get a different perspective about things. Um, and, 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 and he even had depends on, but obviously they weren't that dependable. Um, and, um, you know, I was just, honestly, I, it really wasn't going to be that hard, but I had to like lift his ass. I had to like lift his ankles up in the air and like try to shove him in the bed. And it was like the shit was in my face. So I like had to make sure that I didn't get the shit. Like, like, cause I was like, I was like this far and I was looking at it. So I had to like scoot back and we did the deed and I washed my hands like five times. And I told my dad, I was like, dad, if you ever ask me to do something again, I will kill you. (laughs) And I don't mean that as a euphemism. (laughs) Dad, I will fucking kill you. And he was like, okay. And that's my time. I'm setting Drake. Thank you. You went three minutes over, but we won't charge you. Uh, your next comedian. I'm excited. Oh, I thought you were drinking a 40. It's just a Diet Coke. It's a Diet Coke. Oh, okay. Thank God he's got a flask there next to him. I was going to be like, Stefan, I thought you just came back from Sweden or some shit. What did you learn from there? I'm excited for your next comedian because I haven't seen him in a month, and I can't wait to hear what bizarre things he has to say. Slap your meat paws together for Stefan Massey! Oh, thank you, Pam. I missed your effusiveness. Yes, yes, I am newly returned from Scandinavia. Uh, Yeah, it was was a hell of a time. I, I wish he was in here because one of my favorite places that I visited when I was in Copenhagen was this little area called Christiania. It's known colloquially around the area as the free state because there's no government um, involvement whatsoever in the area except for the fact that you have to enter into a lottery to uh, obtain any property in that area but the long and short of it is that if Ethan had been born in Europe uh, he would be the mayor of Christiania he would be running that place uh, just based on my brief uh, visit to that place part of the the uh, the city um but yeah, it was it was uh, it was really interesting, and uh, I I don't like to be one of those stereotypes that goes to another country, and then comes back and says, oh, you know, they're doing it so much better than us, they're so much more in line, da 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 da. Um, so I won't tell you about um, their pristine public transit, um, the verdant. Uh, greenery that uh, makes it look like New York if Central Park was just everywhere. Uh, I won't tell you 
about uh, the just general gorgeousness of the whole place. Uh, all I need to tell you about to uh, impart how much better it is than here are Scandinavian 7-Elevens. <laughs> Every 7-Eleven I went to had free Wi-Fi, a minimum of five indoor seats just for chilling, whatever, and their own built-in bakery. That's, yeah, yeah. And at every Swedish 7-Eleven I went to, they had a fucking parklet for outdoor seating. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if our 7-Elevens got that nice overnight? Like the grease magnets that we begrudgingly go to to get our stoner snacks and energy drinks? It would be like a fucking library, except not as quiet. But... I mean, all you need to know is just the fact that people willingly spend their leisure time at 7-Elevens in Scandinavia. That is the full picture of life in in uh, Denmark and Sweden. I haven't been to Norway. Maybe someday. Uh, <laughs> I... I should. I really should. They're, the people over there are gorgeous, for God's sake. Uh, actually... Uh, you bring up something I wasn't going to do, but yeah, I, I another th- uh, t- uh, by by way of contrast, you know, I, the the people, uh, you know, the first one of the very first people that I saw that I had any interaction with once I got off the plane in Denmark was a woman who just picked up her phone on the train and she goes, "Hey, girl." And then there was another dude I saw who just, in the 30 seconds it took me to pass him on the street, just wouldn't stop spitting. And also he had the price tag on his hat still attached. Uh, And, uh, oh yeah, another guy whose look I can only describe as homeless meth cowboy. So, you know, it's people. People are people wherever you go. Uh, (laughs) um, Yes, uh, switching. hmm? Oh man. I don't know if I can. Uh, what, what kind of hat does a homeless meth cowboy wear? Just uh, yeah. I, this is. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be thinking about this. You've. You planted a seed, Pam. Jesus. <laughs> well, you watered it then. Uh, oh shit! By the way, speaking of watering seeds, just before I forget, I'll put the money in the jar. Sure, sure. I mean, it's why I'm here. Uh, I mean, it's mostly why I'm here. Anyway. Um, yeah, so switching gears slightly, I have Asperger's, um, and yes, sure, why not? Uh, I feel like uh, people with Asperger's are stereotyped for a couple things, but like the main thing that I see in media and such is that people with Asperger's like to count. They like to count, and you know what other group grouping of people can you really stereotype? for doing a thing that we all learn to do before we ever even go to school. Like, for God's sake, the Wikipedia page for Asperger's is just a picture of a child stacking cans. You know? So if your kid's at home counting anything, yeah, for God's sake. But, you know, it's like, you know, a friend of mine posted a picture of this app that will take a picture of a group of things and tell you how many of those things are in that picture. Like, and she, and she's like, oh, I guess we're outsourcing our autism now. Uh, and like, where does it stop? I mean, for God's, you know, Asians are supposedly super good at math. Are all of them autistic? Like, uh, you know, I, I guess Sesame Street has had a very uh, progressive character on their show for decades now, and we just didn't know. The count. It's the count. Yes. Uh, and don't even get me started about that that one song from Hamilton. Okay, not a lot of musical fans in here. I get it. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, I used to work at a, uh, a museum. Now, I work is is a superlative. I was an intern at a, at the Oakland uh, History Museum, and they uh, had me just like. Uh, tagging all their pictures from the Oakland Tribune collection and I was just in this hold up in this room most of the day and uh, one atypical day a woman comes in she's like apparently a big donor and, and my boss is like hey just 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 chill and she's gonna look around and after about two or three minutes I'm just you know typing away on my computer and I just hear behind me she let one rip and and she made no moves to uh, acknowledge this, nor did I say anything either, because just, yeah, that would have been really awkward. Um, <laughs> I uh, Recently, I was working at a, uh, at, a, at a law firm. I've worked at a couple law firms over the years, and... Uh, I also really like, you know, legal procedural TV shows. Like, I'm, I'm a really big fan of The Good Wife, um, stuff like that, and... I've come to think of lawyers as a very buttoned up, very put together group of people. And uh, I don't know. I, I was, I was, I went down to uh, the bathroom one day for my afternoon nap. And I get in there and I put my head down. And about a minute after I get in there, this guy comes in and he's panting. Like he just ran a 10K. <sighs> And he gets into the stall next to me, and I'm, I just I just start to, like, okay, all right, this isn't happening. Well, but, like, the human drama going on next to me was so fascinating that I couldn't bring myself to head out just yet. And he just starts going, <sighs> so I'm prepared for some nuclear-level shits going on. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whatever horribleness he's about to dump into the toilet. But after about another minute of that panting, he just goes dead quiet. And proceeds to have the most ninja-like silent poops I've ever heard. It was, it was, and just completely turned on my head my expectation of uh, what lawyers are like for future reference. Uh, well, I just did a fart joke and a shit joke, so let's keep this uh, class train rolling on to the dignity station. Uh... <laughs> I, I pretty much did those jokes so I could do that that segue. Uh, yes, yes. Worth it. Thank you, thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, Werner Herzog's in the news. Uh, yeah, he, he just had a new documentary come out about the internet. He was on Conan. He was on Conan. He was on WTF. He was making the rounds. Uh, and uh, he talked about on Conan how... There's a lot of people impersonating him online. And if only, man, I could I could use the bump. I should just like tweet at or or like make comments on his Facebook page until he replies. Um, <laughs> but he says, oh, yes, there are many people unpaid uh, online impersonating me. They are they are stooges. Guys, I'm an unpaid stooge. Oh, that's only one step down from a paid stooge. <laughs> but as many of you know, uh, I do a Werner Herzog impression, as you just heard, actually. Uh, and uh, what I was not aware of was that just how uh, much notoriety that impression had gotten. And uh, as I'm coming close to wrapping up here, I uh, Werner just wanted to do a little summation of... Uh, 
you know, what I come up here to do and what what got him so interested. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, if you please, Werner. Here, we see in his native habitat a creature I've come to understand is called a hack. He makes ready to deliver his humorous observations on the nature of modern life in the hopes that this will compensate for his inborn lack of social graces and make him a more desirable mate for the opposite sex. Let us pause now and take in his craft, ostensibly titled Comedy. Thanks, Werner. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, all right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll leave you guys with this. I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I've never had sex, and I probably never will. Um, that's not a personal decision. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet, and I have no reason to believe it will. Um, but anytime I make a new white male friend, and I tell them about this, they always have the same reaction. We're going to get you in there, man. We're going to make it happen for you. But what my white friends fail to understand is there is an ancient unspeakable demon that feeds on my sexual fr- frustration. There is an immortal being in the universe that takes my (laughs) sexual uh, lack of consummation and turns it into his own energy. And when I tell my non-white friends about this, they don't like try and console me or get at the root of the problem. They're just like, damn, man. That sucks. And then we smoke a joint, you know? Because sometimes a shitty thing is just a shitty thing, and you're just looking to have how you feel validated, at least until the uh, ineffable hell beast finds someone else to prey on and your suffering can finally end. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Keep it going for Stephen Massey! Somebody have sex with this man! I mean, I just read it, and a bunch of 11-year-olds just fucked an 11-year-old. Like, you can't, like, are we really, did you read it? I just, I just read it, so like, I just finished it today, and I'm like, really, this is the crux of the fucking story, Stevie? Fucking Stephen King. What the fuck are you, 11-year-olds having sex? 11-year-olds are having sex with Stephen Massey. He isn't, look at this beast of a man. Yeah, not in a bad beastie way, in a good beastie way. No, like, in a, um... Uh, Maybe you gotta, I, you know, when I used to do poetry and no one wanted to listen to me, I'd take my shirt off and they'd be like, oh, no one wants to listen to poetry. I'll take my shirt off. You listen to me, poetry in the bra. And they'd be like, yeah. So maybe you could sexualize yourself some way. Like with a, she, uh, everybody, nobody, honey, no one appreciates me. I'm getting used to it. It's fine. I'm 42. I'm done. Like, I'm never going to have any children. No one will ever appreciate me. Thanks for the whiskey. You appreciate me. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate you too. (laughs) Everybody give it up for David Zunzu, run of the ones and twos. Also a great, great poet, uh, unrecognized, wonderful poet. Your next comedian, also an unrecognized, great comedian. She's got backstories on her boobs and her old tumors man like if you've got like four people in your life that you think are important she like excised two of them <laughs> you know what i mean and the other two are still left you talk <laughs> nikki and svetlana you talk to them all the time right no which was the names of the tumors the tumors were uh, hiroshima, nagasaki. hiroshima nagasaki but her boobs are like nikki and svetlana yeah. 
so awesome. I, I'm intimately, not intimately involved with the boobs. I wish I could see her boobs, you know, like outside her clothes. I'm not, what am I doing? I need to stop drinking. I should just, in, I should just introduce your next comedian. You guys are going to love her. It's Rachel Raphael. Yay! Damn, you can just ask. Like, I'll, like, flash you in a corner. They're pretty nice. Um, they may have, like, you know, sagged a bit because I'm 30, but I don't know. I mean, I'm wearing a sports bra now, and they're bigger than you think. So, uh, you know. Um, I like how Pam ruins any, like, suspense of any jokes that I may have. Um, okay, so I'd like to ask a question. Um, also, I had my tumors taken out two years ago, so I don't think they're old. I think they're, like, new. You know, it really depends. And we don't know how long they were in there. We think maybe, like, so, um, you know, it's, it's anyone's guess. Um, how is everyone's uterus doing? That's what I want to ask. How's everyone's uterus doing? You don't, Tim? Good uterus? Okay. Uh, Tim's got A1 uterus. Um, yeah, it's your dog. <laughs> it's your male dog. <laughs> That's sad. Um, so here's the thing. I'm on my period. Everyone's excited. I know. I still get one. I'm supposed to be very excited about it. I have an app. I have to track it. It's very annoying. Um, so I have half of one ovary now and full cramps. What the fuck is the point of that? I have 25% of an ovary, 100% cramps. Like, I don't get that. Like, like my half ovary is trying to overcompensate for the rest of my uterus, and the only thing that's in there is the fallopian tube attached to the half ovary, so I really don't know what the point is. Like, it's like, it's like, I don't know if like a gay guy is like trying to convince himself he's straight and he's like, like jerking it to like straight porn alone. No one cares. That is what my ovaries do. <laughs> so, um, I'm glad Pam liked that. <laughs> um, yeah. Do they not? When they're trying to convince themselves they're straight? I mean, I don't see the point of it much like giving me all the cramps. Um, so there you go. Uh, I know the answer to some of this question, um, and this is as connected as you want it to be to the last bit. Uh, any Jews in the audience? Yay! Yay! Okay, Pam, we've discussed this. Um, <laughs> so there is a holiday coming up, and um, I don't, um, my dad just retired from being like a rabbi rabbi, so I don't have to go to the high holidays. And I'm so fucking excited. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. Um, the thing is, are any of like the four non-Jews here, are you guys confused by the Jewish holidays? You're going, we're going with yes. Um, is anyone ever confused by how they're never at the same time? Because... I wish we as Jews were just fucking with everybody, and that's why it's like always at a different point in the year, but we're not. And also, we don't inherently know when it is. We've just Googled it before like Gentiles have. That's all that's happened. Like someone's made a calendar and handed it to someone's mother, and then you get one. That's what happens. Like, so I know what happened. Yes, and you Googled it. Okay, when's Passover this year? <laughs> okay, all right. See, there you go. 
Um, you know, so so that's fun, and I think I think I'm like over explaining holidays to Jews to non-Jews. Now I'm just gonna make shit up. Um, I made up a holiday called Shamanana, and I thought my rabbi dad and my mom were gonna be really upset by this. They think it's hilarious. This is the second funniest thing I've ever said to my mom. Uh, there's three. Um, or just like the proudest moment. One was uh, she visited me in one of my co- my first college apartment, and I wrote a note and put it on the sink, and I said, please stop leaving raw eggshells in the sink for like days at a time. I don't want festering salmonella. She loved this, because she's a clean freak. She asked me about it for a year, and I'm like, I just don't want them to leave raw eggshells in a sink for like a week. It doesn't seem like a good idea. And the other, the other joke she likes is I told her that we are a doctor-going people. The Rafael family. We go to the doctor. And she was like, that's true. We should all go to the doctor. So those are my mom's favorite jokes. <laughs> um, you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, eh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, so I do think I'm doing sports bras wrong because the last time I wore one because it's more comfortable than a regular bra is obviously right now. And the last time I wore one to do anything sporty is like three years ago. Um, so I don't know if I've got, I've got it figured out. Um, usually you can tell when like a girl with big boobs is wearing a sports bra because there's kind of like a dip in the middle, but this sports bra has a gather, so it's, it's not as bad. Um, and you know, really my set is just about, is just teaching men about boobs, I don't know. Um, <laughs> people are like, oh, it must be like so easy you know, like with, with the big boobs, like it must be so great, you must get like free drinks all the time. Here's the thing though, my boobs go with me and I'm awkward as a person, <laughs> so that usually negates the boobs and whatever their charming skills are. It's very possible that like without me, the boobs would be super charming. And I'm talking about like they would talk and have great jokes, I don't know. It is a goal of mine to be like, okay, Nikki, you go to Polk Street. Svetlana, you go to the Mission. Now that I don't have boobs, I'm gonna go to the Castro. And um, we will all like meet back, um, you know, fuse in front of a homeless man, confuse the shit out of him, and see what happens. (laughs) The other thing that like maybe, like people without boobs or with small boobs might not think about is like, you have no idea like how awkward it is like getting felt up by the gynecologist because there there is so much time while they're feeling you up to ask you questions. Like someone with like maybe an A cup or a B cup, it's like, oh, where do you work? At a deli, where? Van Ness, oh, that's nice, we're done now. With me, they can ask me like my career goals and my aspirations and like how long I've been like doing the monthly exams in the shower and I never do that shit. And like, it's just awkward. Like if you're gonna talk to me while you're doing this, like, I don't know, like do it, like put on some music or like give me some coupons to buy bras. I don't know. <laughs> That's, my, yeah. And I, I forgot I forgot the rest of the jokes about it, but you know, uh, one, day, one day my boobs will buy everybody drinks, maybe, who knows? Uh, <laughs> what else was I gonna say? I got a little drunk, you're welcome. Um, so I was, I, I had an, an interesting experience with catcalling. Now, if you're looking at me, I only appear to get catcalled on the Geary bus on the weekends. That's the only time I get catcalled. 
but I was with two other people who would get cat called at like mul- on like multiple bus lines, and it was in the middle of the day in like the financial district, and we were going to lunch, and some like gutter punk like homeless guy just like yells at the three of us like, hey, how about I take one of you on a date, or maybe just give you like a really really satisfying one night stand. And before I knew what I was doing, I, I just like stared at him and was like, really? No. Because you know what they say, you can take the girl out of Brooklyn, but you can't take the Napoleon complex and the latent rage out of the girl. <laughs> <laughs> They've tried. It can't be done, people. Um, and like, is this what it's like to be a man? Like there's three women, you know all of them would want to have sex with you? Is that what it's like? Oh, oh, I have a penis, you have a vagina? Obviously you want to fuck me? Like what the... Like, like that sounds like really comforting. Like some guy could like come up to me and be like, you know what? I'm really into like girls, like Jewish girls with big boobs who are a little overweight. And I'd be like, mm, he's talking about someone else. So <laughs> like I would, or I'd really think about it. So like, it sounds nice. Like this guy doesn't even have a job and he's like, oh yeah, we would, all three of you, successful one night stand. Like you don't know what we all want. One of us might not be into dudes. One of us might not be into sex at all. Like, but actually, like, one of us is married. I'm assuming, like, the one-night stand for that is just, like, like a person you've never met before. Like, that person just says, you're right about everything. You have sex, and then they go away, and you never see them again. Um, the other person in the group wanted to, like, wants to settle down, and she's kind of fancy. So that's, like, an appetizer and, like, a good wine flight that you need to give her before a good one-night stand. And I just want, like, a notarized letter that you're not gonna like murder me in my own apartment and like some Chinese food and a back massage. That's mostly what I need for a one night, for a good one night stand. Um, and you know, and I think that's that's good. Um, I'm, I probably we should all probably stop saying I'm gonna leave you with this. Who the fuck knows? But I'll leave you with this. Um, so I live alone now, and I've discovered that the secret between like or like the difference between like. Just being like a fun homebody and someone with like depression who like doesn't like talk to people and should go outside more is interior decorating. <laughs> because like and I'm everyone should get help and like how would I know this? Well, I'm white and I'm comedian, so obviously I have depression. And it's true. It's actually you're not allowed to not have depression and be a white comedian, I think at least. Um but the thing is, like, but if you need just like a month or two and people are trying to like get you to go outside, just like get some throw pillows and like frame some pictures. Because I really think, I really think people will be like, oh, you know what, maybe should they just have a nice apartment. Maybe they're just like enjoying wine and reading a book. And we're not. I need your number and my thing because we shouldn't. I love reading books and I enjoy drinking wine. We should do it together silently. We can do it. We can do it in each other's apartments. We can do it in my apartment. We can do your apartment. We can be sad and read books. I I have throw pillows in my apartment. I, you know, it's. I like to try to pretend that I'm a real person. That's why I have throw pillows. Uh, No, no. I mean, I'm not supposed to lay on my throw. I used to work for Ethan Allen, and there was a lady I worked with, and she's like, oh, my God, 
you can't actually lay on your throw pillows. That's disgusting. Like you got head grease on your throw pillows. I was like, what are throw pillows for? <laughs> you throw them against the wall. Like what the fuck do people use pillows for? You put your head on a pillow. That's a use for a pillow. I don't know why I worked for Ethan Allen for so long. I'm such a pragmatist. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> They're for fashion. I'm sorry. It's for function. Everybody, lay down on the motherfucking pillow. Your next comedian lays down at the motherfucking pillow. I don't even remember who it is. I should. I should. Oh, thank you so much, sweetheart. Yes. Your next comedian and I have a podcast together, and it's amazing. And it's on Wednesdays from 2 to 4. And if you don't listen to it, you, I mean, it's about religion and shit. It's all, it's super cool. And then... This next comedian also beepity boops his ways through the ones and moogs. <laughs> See, I was going to say ones and twos, but I said ones and moogs. It's funny because he's beepity boops on the ones. Please put your hands together, everybody, for the very funny Timothy Pizza. This is the only way I can get sets now, buying them. It's like, I like was scrambling to find money because I'm, we got one minute. Um, hi. Um, I've been talking to myself less. Like I knew it was getting bad. I was, I was, I was somewhere people uh, I was like audibly said uh, I used to like most of you it's like alright alright you gotta get out of your head man you gotta do it you gotta stop being such a fucking weirdo trying to be more approachable his glasses aren't even real <laughs> they help they really do yeah, it's good stuff. I don't know. I'm 36. Getting set in my ways. Um, I got caught beaten off. Yeah, that's weird when you're 36. Uh, I was at a bachelor party. And, uh, yeah, it's two minutes. Um, and uh, they teamed us up two guys per room and I thought my buddy Ian was in the bar so I was like fuck it I'm doing my thing I've been traveling all day you know I'm gonna drink that shit and then uh sure enough Ian busts in and he's like dude what the fuck is wrong with you man what are you fucking doing that's all crazy I'm like dude whatever stretching out my belt next what's good for the leather Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, life's weird, man. It's like, uh, like, I don't think I can have kids, man. Like, I, like the other day I was sitting on my couch and I hear the grossest noise I've ever heard in my life. It's like, like some weird reverse vomit shit. And, uh, I go over and my dog's laying on the floor and he's like kind of shaking like he's going to barf and he starts barfing all over the place and I get hella worried about him. And I'm like, fuck, man. 
man, I, was, I, I, gotta, I gotta do something, but what do I do? I just start throwing up all over the dog. So I, I'm throwing up on the dog, and the dog's like barfing more barf than dog. It's like a weird Escher painting of vomit. And like, I'm throwing up on him, and I'm like, that's it, I can't have kids. Like, I'd be changing a uh, diaper, a darper, a diaper, and uh, I would puke all over my baby. But I bet that's happened to all of you. <laughs> I bet you our dads fucking puked on us hell of times, and they just picked us up by our ankle and just brought us over the sink and dunk them. Yeah. You puke on a baby. You puke on a baby. You can, I mean, you could th you could puke a baby and cover its mouth. I mean, you could puke on a baby and cover its mouth so it doesn't die. Yeah, I bet it happens. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like anybody else, like uh, breaking into tears um, at the self checkout line. <laughs> like. I'll be binge watching uh, Stranger Things for like three days, like not like just to get through it once. Like I'll just keep going. Um, and it's like I got to get out and get you know stuff. I go to the store and I'm like self checking out my my macaroni and cheese and jar of Vaseline or something weird. It's like I just wanted somebody to ask me how my day was. fucking robots that can check out my Vaseline and macaroni and cheese. They can't make a human-sized taco shell. Or a taller basset hound. Or an app that'll make my dad come home. Thinking about Dayton. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I, I was at a dinner party, and uh, they sat me next to this girl, and she was really pretty and cute and smart, and I wanted to talk to her. I almost got laid. It was so close. So they see me next to this girl, and I'm like, you know, trying to talk to her, but I'm nervous. And I'm like, oh, I'll just make her laugh. So uh, they take my order, and the guy's like, you want a side salad? I'm like, yeah, but don't tell my main salad. <laughs> so like three hours later, she's touching my leg. We're on a roof in L.A. It's fucking awesome. Nothing can be better. She goes, uh, hey, Timmy, you like the new Beyonce album? Yes. Yeah, sure, yeah, I, I like it. And she's like, well, I hate the new Beyonce album. Fuck. I'm like, why? And she's like, the Becky with a good hair metaphor is uh, a metaphor for how uh, African-American men are dissing African-American women and going from coarse hair to straight hair. I'm like, no, that's not true. It's not true at all. Yonsei would never do that. 
I can prove it. She's like, how? Well, I take her phone, and I start scrolling through her contacts. I'm like, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, J. There we go. Jason with the biceps. You remember, remember that guy? Jason with the biceps? We all got one. And it's like, clearly, if she'd fucking paid attention to the record, Two Songs Prior, she says, I can't believe it's come to this. I'm going through his call list. I don't want to lose my pride, but I'm about to fuck me up a bitch. I hop up up in bed and get my swerve on. What's up, what's up, what's up? That like explains the whole thing. It's like, you know, I, it's like my dad taught me. Uh, you can, uh, you can lead a horse to water, but, but you can't make him get his dick wet. <laughs> so, after that, uh, dinner party, uh, uh, I didn't get laid, but, uh, we went out, and uh, my friends busted out uh, a new drug. This new drug that I'd never fucking heard of before. Uh, it was called Moon Rocks. Uh, it was like the size of a golf ball, and it was like iridescent purple and green. And people were like pulling chunks off of it and eating little chunks of it. So I'm eating little chunks of this shit. Um, and a new drug's really cool, you know? It's like I kind of lose control when I get a new drug. Um, it's, like, it's, like, it's like when you're wearing a wig, you can't stop, like, jerking off because you feel so pretty. I'm just like, yeah, let's get stuff. Okay, it's blonde. I want to try the chest, but I'm too scared. Anyways, uh, new drug. Um, so... I'm eating this stuff, and uh, my friend sees me eating it, and he's like, uh, hey, man, you ate too much. Those those pieces you were eating were too big. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Cut to 4 a.m. Um, I'm letting the dog out. We're walking down the hallway, and he's running and playing. And you know people from the party are walking past us. Like, oh, that dog's so cute. You know, like, ah, they're just like kind of like smiling as they walk by, and He's running around, jumping around, being happy and great, and blah, 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 blah. Um, we go to bed, and uh, I'm laying in bed. The dog's on the uh, side. And as I'm staring at the ceiling, like, watching the asbestos, like, change faces and stuff, I realize my dog's back in Walnut Creek at my mom's house. It's fucked up. Hey, man, uh, I only had eight bucks. Um, Connor, sir, can you loan me two bucks, man? Come on, Connoisseur, man, please. I, I drove all the way out here, Connoisseur. Come on, dude. No, no, come on, man. She's $2, man. <laughs> oh, no, 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 come on, man. Connoisseur. <laughs> Come on, man. <sighs> Fuck. 
was awesome, Timothy Pizza. Felt fantastic. I just threw up in the street. That was awesome. Not because of your set, just because I drink too much IPA. Your next comedian. Do I? I did. I just threw up in the street. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> George saw it. He's, and then the girl across the street yells, drink some water. And I was like, okay. That's cool. Your next comedian is one of my favorite people because he was homeschooled. Uh, and he has a beard. These are things that we need to be excited about. Your next comedian, you're going to love him so much. Everybody put your hands together for Ian Levy. Yay! Hey guys. Hello. Oh, but here, I'll put it the, the, the money down. So far, uh, I've, been, I've been doing stand-up for about, uh, about a year, and I've made exactly uh, $15. Uh, and I'm putting in $15, so back where I started, guys. <laughs> back to square one. Who's wasting their bachelor degree now, Dad? Like, that's <laughs> that's what I want to know, if I could fit it in the jar. Um, yeah, my, my, own, my only goal in, in comedy, in the comedy, I don't know how long I'm in it, but my only goal is to achieve enough that one day, like, Pam talks about my comedy achievements and not the fact that I was homeschooled. Like, that's... <laughs> That's that's my that's my only dream, guys. I love your mom. No, thank you. you've never met my mother. <laughs> uh, I I uh, guys, I I recently uh, I I left my minimum wage cafe job. I finally quit. We could let's have a little clap for that, please. Thank you, guys. I'll take it. I'll take. It. I left my minimum wage cafe job and got another minimum wage cafe job, guys, because yeah. it's hard out there for <laughs> unskilled labor. I'm not I'm not doing I'm not doing too much <laughs> with my life. But but we'll see how it goes. My the the place I work at now isn't great. Like there's a lot of problems with it. I could probably talk for a long. Like I'll just give you one example. Like this actually happened. This was just like two days ago. Then I'll get into some jokes. But this was just this got stuck in my craw. I guess you could say. But um, the, uh, uh, the 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 guy who who runs the place I work at is kind of a creepy dude. Not not a great person. And he uh, he likes doing things that are are kind of probably not okay, like uh, massaging uh, people at work. And like the other day, this happened where it was me, uh, a female coworker of mine, and the the owner of the company. And he came in and he started giving. Uh, he just came up behind the female uh, coworker and started giving her a massage, right? And then I made like direct eye contact with him and just like like he saw that clearly I was uncomfortable, she was uncomfortable. And his his solution was to say, you're up next, buddy. Because, like, that was his – he thought, like, I'll spread around, you know, if I make it seem like I do it to everyone, it's not sexual harassment. It's just the status quo. So – and then he came over and he started massaging me, which wasn't – wasn't very pleasant. I don't know. I don't think I was. Uh, I don't think I'm cut out for the the cafe working in a cafe world, because uh, I can't handle the the fake the fake niceness. The truth is important to me. The truth is really important to me, and, and I, I can't handle. It's the same routine over and over and over again. Of people coming to go. Uh, how's your day going? Like you have to say, how's your day going? They go, uh, uh, like I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? That's all you're ever supposed to say when you work in the food service industry, and it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. And I think. Just once, I'd like to tell the truth. Just once, I'd like someone to go come in and say, you know, how's your day going? And I could just say, um, actually, uh, not that great. Uh, I'm really hungover right now because uh, I was uh, up late drinking last night because I found out the, uh, the, the, the my, my ex, the woman I'm, I'm still in love with, uh, recently got engaged. I've never felt more alone than I do right now. I wake up 
every morning, wondering when I'll finally have the courage to end my own life. Was that a soy chai latte? What soy chai latte? <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. So I'm trying to get better at, um, I'm trying to, hopefully the, the comedy stuff pans out. I've been working, I've been writing some more jokes. Um, I was going to write a joke about tracing paper, but then I was like, you know what? That's where I draw the line. So, oh, that's a joke. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know if you guys know, but the best way to get good at stand-up comedy, right? You got to hit up a lot of open mics. You got to just go to a lot of open mics and do it a lot. And, and there's all these open mics around the city that no one ever goes to and no one ever hits up. And they're called um, uh, karaoke. And you just you just go you go with your hot five right, and then you pick the quietest song on the roster, which is Cat Stevens' Father and Son, and then you you just you 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 prep your jokes right, and, and you come up and it starts really slow. If you don't know, it goes like da 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 da. It's not time to make a change. And then I just come out and go, What's the deal with toasters? Bread goes in, toast comes out. Where does the bread go? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to practice. I'm practicing crowd work. I'm practicing crowd work. I, you know, also to get better at comedy. I got. I, I got some hot work-related zingers, guys. I got some hot work-related zingers. So I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do some crowd work. I'm gonna burn you guys a little bit if that's. If that's cool. Uh, 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 excuse me. What do you do for a living? I'm in law school. You're in law school. Got nothing. Okay. Um. <laughs> I don't. I. Uh, sir, what do you do for a living? I work at a cafe. You work at a cafe. No, nothing. Okay. I don't, I don't, uh, what do you do for a living? Okay. That's, that's a lot to work with. No, got nothing. Okay. <laughs> so I realized my, my problem here is I've only come with a single profession I can sing. Like that's, that's, I, I've only come with a joke prepared for a subterranean paleontologist. I don't know if, are there any, are there any subterranean paleontologists here? <laughs> okay. Well, we can. What, what, what I'm gonna ask you guys to do, because I, I think you guys should deserve to hear this amazing joke. Uh, we can we can role play. We can role play for a second. Uh, if you could just do me a favor and pretend to be uh, a, a, a subterranean paleontologist. Uh, 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 you, uh, ma'am, what do you do for a living? Paleontologist. You, that's you. You're, you're a subterranean. Paleontologist, you don't say. Well, in that case, <laughs> I forgot my joke, guys. I don't. <laughs> ah, fuck. I fucked that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've tried. I've. 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 Uh, I've. I've. Uh, I was talking to. I've. I've tried to, to to relate to women a little bit more. I was talking to a, a female friend of mine. Um, and we were talking about the Muni. We were talking about going on public transportation. And she told me that whenever she goes on the bus, uh, she always uh, keeps her headphones in so she's not yelled at and harassed by men, uh, which is just something I've never had to experience, right? I, I actually never put my headphones in when I'm on the bus because I'm always too busy yelling at and harassing women. Like, that's my, <laughs> that's my, so far, it hasn't, it hasn't worked out too well. I don't know. I, try, I I I was trying the dating thing. I was on uh, I was uh, I was on OK Cupid for a little while, and I did the. Do you know the message me if section? Like so, OK Cupid has this message me if section. It's like message me if you want to talk about sports, or message me if you want to talk about Game of Thrones. Uh, and this one woman wrote, message me if you have a definition for consent. 
She did, and I wrote to her and said, uh, I have a definition for consent, but I wouldn't want to force it on you. Yeah, I did, yeah. And she uh, did not reply. So I am... Um, I'm still very lonely. So I don't know. Sometimes I don't know if people, if, if people, I, I like making jokes more than I don't like the feeling of loneliness. So like that is kind of, it's weird. Yeah, it's true. It's like, like there was another person who I, I uh, traded phone numbers with uh, and we started, we were, we were chatting back and forth, the woman. Um, and, and I mentioned I like to read and she said, oh, you like to read. Have you read Hussman's Against Nature? It's a proto-nihilist novel that I believe laid the groundwork for the picture of Dorian Gray. And I responded, uh, I have not. However, I have read the complete works of Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> which I feel is comparable. And uh, she also did not respond. So that, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to, try to be different, do something different. Sometimes I just feel like a, a San Francisco piece of garbage, guys. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a vegetarian, and it's weird. I, I, have a, I, I tell a lot of people that, and they, um, they, they always, like, like, a lot of people I know, particularly people who uh, eat meat, who are really crazy, they always, like, go, oh, I can never, I can never imagine not eating meat because meat tastes so good, you know? And that's just a bad that's just a bad reason. I mean, the, you, if you want to eat meat, that's fine. I don't have anything against people who eat meat, but that's a bad reason, you know. Like, I love the smell of gas, but I don't leave my oven on. Like, that's just, <laughs> it's, it's weird. I have this one friend, uh, but my good friend is really into hunting, absolutely loves hunting. Uh, and he always tells me, he's like, oh, you got to try. I know you're vegetarian, but you got to try hunting because you really, you really connect to nature. There's no better way than to connect to nature than hunting. Which I, I think I don't think I buy that because you can't connect to anything else the way you apparently connect to nature, right? Like I can't, someone can't be like, "Hey, Ian, how was your week?" And I can be like, "Oh, it was great. I really connected with my grandmother. You know, I went over to her house uh, in an outfit that was looked like the upholstery in her couch. Then I sat there and tracked her movements for numerous weeks. <laughs> well, I left a trap for her. Her favorite reruns of the Lawrence Welk show." Uh, when she came out, <laughs> I shot her and tied her to the top of my car. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's a weird a weird time. Um, I don't think uh, everyone's talking everyone's talking uh, politics uh, recently. You know, uh, politics are a big deal. I'm a, I'm liberal. I'm a liberal, and it's hard it's hard to be liberal. It's hard to be liberal because it's just hard being right all the time. Like I'm just just never wrong about anything. All my opinions, you know. I know what what books to read, you know. <laughs> I know what music to listen to. I know if you voted for anyone other than Bernie Sanders in the primary, you're the moral equivalent of Draco Malfoy, like if you listen to Nickelback. So that's. <laughs> Uh, it's weird. I just, I don't think I could vote conservative, guys. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't vote conservative because I couldn't vote the way Nazis vote. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying all people who vote conservative are Nazis, but 100% of Nazis vote conservative. It's true, because there's no one out there going like, white power, but green energy, guys. Like, <laughs> you know, the Jews may control the government, but we should still recycle. <laughs> I don't know. How do, how do you guys feel about Hillary Clinton? Any, any, any... 
I don't I I don't either, Pam. <laughs> but that's not what I asked. I asked how you feel about Hillary Clinton. I don't I I I think however you feel about about Hillary Clinton as, as like the politician, I do I genuinely believe it is a good social step forward to have the first female president. I think that's genuinely cool, and that's something. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's a good like it shows progress for society. Uh, and and uh, but I think what people forget is we've actually we've actually already had our first female president. Or have you forgotten about Jimmy Carter? Oh! Boom! Come on! Yeah! Oh, Jimmy yeah! Carter! Jimmy Carter! Boom! <laughs> Jimmy Carter! Boom! What? Burn! Yeah. Some 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 people some people some people uh, think what we don't need is a woman president. Some people think what we need is a mentally ill hound dog in a suit for president. <laughs> That I say we've already had a mentally ill hound dog in a suit for a president. Or have you forgotten about Ronald Reagan? What? Hello, oh, fucking yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Reagan burn. <laughs> some people, some people, some people think we need a more sexually liberated president, guys. Some people think we need a more sexually liberated president. That I say we've already had a more sexually liberated president. Or have you forgotten about James Buchanan? James what? Buchanan. Fucking yeah, James Buchanan burn. America's only bachelor president. That's a true fact. Uh, some people, some people, some people, some people think well, all we need is just is just a, a center-right conservative president. Some people think we need a center-right conservative president. And I say we've already had a center-right conservative president. Or have you forgotten about Bill Clinton? What? Oh, fuck it. Just tear them up. We're we're going through all all presidents tonight, guys. We're we're making we're making the rounds. Fuck it. Just. Some people, some people, some people, some people, well, well, like Bernie Sanders wanted a president uh, to make us, you know, wanted to feel the burn. Some people feel the burn. To that I say, we've already had a president who's made us feel the burn. Or have you forgotten about uh, President Hoover? What? Oh, oh, he set a shanty town on fire full of World War One veterans. That is, that is a real thing President Hoover did. You can, you can look that up in a history book. <laughs> Oh, some people, some people, some people, some people think what we need. Some people think what we need is is a walrus for a president. Some people think we need a walrus, for, and we've already had a walrus for a president. Or have you forgotten about Chester A. Arthur? What? <laughs> no, Chester A. Arthur. Well, here's the thing about Chester. Chester A. Arthur is interesting because if you want to know what a walrus looks like but are scared of pictures of walruses, just Google Chester A. Arthur, and that is a walrus like there you go <laughs> some people some people some people <laughs> some people think uh we we should just forget about the whole thing like we should just not forget about even having a president that i say uh, we've already had a president we can forget about or have you forgotten about gerald ford what the hell oh gerald ford bird you did you did forget about gerald ford you did don't lie don't lie <laughs> Some people, some people, <laughs> some people think, some people, we should just take a break. We should just take a break and, and you know, stop having a president for a while. Or, you know, the president should just take a break. Uh, today I say we've already had a president who took a break. Or have you forgotten about Grover Cleveland? What? Oh! He was our 22nd and 24th president. That is a true, he took a leap year, guys. That's just a true, a true thing that happened. <laughs> Some people, some people, some people. I got one for every president. I said we're just going, we're going. Some people. Oh man, some people, some people, 
Some people think, okay, I'll, I'll leave on this. I got the minute, but I, like I said, I could keep going, but I'll spare you guys. This some people, some people think we need a president who hates Mondays but loves lasagna. Some people think we need a president who hates Mondays but loves lasagna. And to that I say, we've already had a president who hates Mondays and loves lasagna. Or have you forgotten about John Adams? You don't know my jokes. Don't think you can predict the punchline. <laughs> oh, guys. Okay, guys. I'll end on some people. <laughs> some people think. Some people think uh, we should just have someone who uh, who cares about us and is gonna do the job uh, and and make the world a better place. But we didn't elect Ralph Nader. Since I was 18, I've been writing him in because I'm a crazy person. Hey, that was Ian Levy. Yay! Some people, some people, some people love Ian Levy. Yay! That was a lot of fun. Some people. That was really, it was lovely. Your next comedian, you guys, you need to be excited. You need to get, you need to get, you need to be, if you haven't clapped yet, you need to start getting your hands ready to clap like motherfuckers for our next comedian. She's a hilarious human being, and she is, I have no idea what she's going to do, but it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. It's Julie Ash! All right, how's everyone doing? I'm Julie, a little about me. Um, I started the paleo diet a couple months ago, and it's, you know, it's awesome. Honestly, people were right about the higher energy. You know, I lost five pounds, higher energy, higher mood. Um, and it's, it's true, my, I'm much more energetic and, and happier while I'm shitting. Uh, just tons of pooping, pooping like 10 times a day, no worries, uh, but it's worth it. So um, very energetic poops, and uh, my mood is elevated, so it's cool. Um, so I did the walk of shame recently. It's when you walk to work. So, yeah, walking to work is shameful. I, I feel like there's too much pride. Like, no, with the people, so many people in tech, you just see a lot of happy people walking to work in the morning, and it's and I don't like it. So I like to bring them down a little bit. I saw, I saw a guy walking uh, walking on Montgomery Street. He was wearing a jacket that said Google plus Salesforce on it. And so I was crossing the street. I was like, equals douchebag. <laughs> Side note, you kind of look like Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know who you are, but whatever. Uh, I'm gonna the movie <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's a fucking compliment, take it. Anyway, you, every time you open your mouth, you're making it worse. I started like, you started like up here with your face and then you just keep, okay. <laughs> um, you see, this is what we have to deal with. Okay, so, um, so I, here's the thing. I, I don't like slut shaming. Am I right, fellas? Slut-shaming is not okay, right? Yeah, no, it's women. We have to deal with it. I'm not okay. It's cool with shaming tech people, uh, but sluts, no. Um, and here's the thing, guys. If I fuck you on the first date, it's not because I have loose morals or, or, uh, or daddy issues or whatever. It's just because I don't want to hear about your Kickstarter campaign anymore. You know, like, I'm, I'm just fucking you to change the subject. Uh, that's it. That's the only reason. Um, but that's what you have to do. I feel like, are you, are you two ladies single, straight? Like, what's your deal? I'm not trying to, like, hit on you, but, like, I'm just... <laughs> but single and straight, like me? Okay, awesome. So, yeah, I just feel like if you want to date a man in the Bay Area, you have to either fuck him on the first date or spend three dinners pretending to be interested in Bitcoin. Like, that's the... I don't know. I think it's a currency. Who cares? Like, we get it. 
You can look it up. It's, that's what Google's for. You know, you don't need to tell us about it. Um, I, I was in tech for a long time, hence my disdain for tech people. I was in tech for seven years, and it was really hard to get out of it because I couldn't stop speaking in corporate buzzwords. Like, that's, you know, that's all you're surrounded by. Everything's collaborative, game-changing, scalable, and robust. <laughs> Paradigms are shifting. Competitive landscapes are changing. Markets are being disrupted and penetrated. <laughs> the, the penetration is always unprecedented for some reason. Like, it's, uh, it's, it keeps escalating, like, the sexuality, you know? Like, I love it when I hear... We're really going to have to grind hard if we want to have explosive growth and a strong finish. <laughs> My back is against the wall, and if we don't bang out a plan, I'm going to get a real tongue lashing. <laughs> we need to drill down, dive deep, fully probe our customers, and really keep hitting their sweet spot to make sure they come first. <laughs> Gets it. Uh, engineering? <laughs> Engineering's always working on a big release for some reason. It's a big release coming all the time. Uh, our back-end engineers are working really hard, despite a serious backlog, to make sure the release isn't messy. <laughs> and if they don't get it right, it's going to be a real, a real shit show. <laughs> so cue high-five. This is where I would high-five, start high-fiving people, too. Yeah. Some people, no. <laughs> Some people, no. <laughs> um, I'm, are you still at the cafe where I use the bathroom? Because I want you to keep working there so I don't get, because the other people give me dirty looks. And I, I use the bathroom a lot because of all the pooping, like I mentioned earlier. See, I did a callback. Um, cool. So I'm unemployed. No, I'm not unemployed. I'm a Segway tour guide. But for the purpose of this, I'm unemployed. Fuck. Dude, people are like, oh, a Segway tour guide, that must be the cool. It fucking sucks because people are morons and I have to. Any job where you make, where you deal with guests and you make them wear helmets, it's just bad. <laughs> um, it's not like, if part of my job is to make sure people know how to put a helmet on and make sure the helmet is tight, like, it's just... Like, that's already, there's already so many issues with that. Um, so I don't even, I like don't even have real jokes for it yet. But anyway, so I was unemployed for a while. Uh, and while I was unemployed, I just got, it was just, applying for jobs is so odd. Like, it's so, like, soul-crushing. Because you have to, filling out the, people say jobs are soul-crushing, but actually applying for them is really hard. Because you have to, like, pretend you're excited about everything. And, like... I have to be like, you know, why are you looking for to work at this company? I'm like, I want to be part of something big. And then I go home and like, you know, cut myself. So um, I, I just feel like this, th they still make you fill out job applications. It's 2016. Like everything's in the cloud. They should know everything already. They get my resume. Why am I still filling out a job application? It's the same questions. Like, have you ever been convicted of a crime? Yes or no? If yes, please explain. Like, why are they making you explain it? You've already been convicted. Like, what more explanation is necessary? Like, and, and then why are the text boxes so tiny? Like, are there really hiring managers getting swayed by, like, a really short, like, three-word explanation? Like, oh, he looked like he was 18. Okay. <laughs> um, also, when I was unemployed, I was getting a lot of career advice from my friends, like, a lot of, especially male friends. They tend to give the most advice. Uh, one of my friends told me that he thinks I'd make a great sex therapist. I was like, well, I am a woman, which automatically makes me a sex therapist already. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm a woman, which makes me automatically a sex therapist. Like, we have to, women have to be sex therapists. It's part of getting laid. Um, it's, we, we understand. Um, yeah. The, so I was, I was curious about this, this uh, career option. So I was checking out this website of these two women that have this, like, private practice in sex therapy or sex coaching. Uh, because I was, you know, I was curious. And they had all these disclaimers on the website. The first one said, we don't engage in any sexual activity for money. Like, that's fair. You have to state that, right? 
And then the second disclaimer said, we're not licensed psychologists, psychiatrists, or physicians. <laughs> like, that's, that's probably unnecessary after the first disclaimer, right? <laughs> I mean, I know if somebody feels the need to convince me that they're not a prostitute, I don't usually follow that up with, wait, are you a doctor, though? <laughs> um, so I've been traveling a lot recently. By traveling, I just mean that I've been taking BART. Uh, and like, BART ads are... S- BART ads are all either suicide prevention or continuing education, which, you know, I get it. They're targeting the same people. But I just feel like they would have a more powerful message if the suicide prevention and the education teams like combined their ads and just made a one ad. Like, hey, stay away from Golden Gate Bridge. Why don't you try Golden Gate University instead? <laughs> I just think that would make more sense. Uh, do you guys know why San Francisco is a more secular city than other cities? It's because of all the fog. It's like driving home late at night, questioning things, and you look up, and you're like, oh, there's nobody up there. <laughs> you can see. The clouds are lower. We have an advantage. Um, rest of the country is stupid. Um, so uh, what do I want to talk about? I'm just talking about new stuff and not used to longer sets, so I'm going to do a little, a little look-see here. Um, some people... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm saying what new premise I want to work on. Oh, fat people have pretty faces, and that's fucking annoying. Um, So here's the deal. Let's get vulnerable. Um, Because I know this is something that I've been worried about bringing up on stage, because you start talking about fat people, and you're not fat. It's like, oh, shit, people are getting offended. Um, But here's the thing. Yes, I like like my body, um, but I'm not a fan of my face. I've always been insecure. I have an acne. I have a big nose. Uh, I have the Junos, whatever. And so I've always been insecure about that. And so that's why I really hate fat people with pretty faces because it's like kind of the opposite of what I'm dealing with. And I'm like, it just makes me so mad Um, because it's like you, they fucking whine all the time. It doesn't make me mad. Them existing doesn't make me mad, but they fucking whine all the time. They're like, I'm fat. People make me feel bad about being fat. I'm like, but you're gorgeous. So it's like, shut the fuck up, you know? It's true. Like, it's just fucking annoying. And like, I have to deal with this like, you you may be like, oh, Julie, you're not that ugly, which is great. But, like, with this face, with this face, I have to stay between 110, 110 and 130. It's like, I have to. It's just, like, a, a mandatory. I understand where you're going. <laughs> this girl, this girl. And so, but certain people with faces, they can, like, no, you're gorgeous. Shut up. Um, but you're thin and gorgeous. So, anyway, so some people, like, they're, they have this face where it just, like, they put on weight and their face just keeps, it's just, like, it just like flows into like it's just amazing and and just that doesn't work with me like with this nose and my acne if I got fat like it just wouldn't work and one I'd be fat and that's already bad but two I would be like it just doesn't it just doesn't work for me I just and like and I'm envious of people who can get fat because they have this amazing face or they have like just the right and it's just like I'm kind of going on a rant here so anyway it just I just don't like it um (laughs) It's not fair. So stop fucking whining um, about it. I don't feel bad for you. Um, if you're fat and you don't have a pretty face, I do feel bad for you. Um, no. It doesn't happen often. You don't see it that often, though. It really isn't. Like, it's very rare. Like, I feel like a lot of fat people are very beautiful. Like, and s- Yeah, see, this is why this premise is working, because I'm complimenting. Do you see what I'm? Okay. <laughs> Kirstie Alley, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to think of, they're actually quite, yeah, they're quite a few. We don't, we don't have time. There's tons of them, and it's not fair. Anyway, okay, so uh, let's talk about men exhibiting rapey behavior online. All right, yeah, okay, that's a good one. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rapey behavior in person, online, it happens everywhere. Okay, so I was on OkCupid, and these, um, the, these two guys were actually advertising for a threesome online with a woman. Like, it was these two men that were like, we want to find a woman for a threesome, and that's, you know, that's hot. I can't say I haven't fantasized about that. But, like, for you, for two guys who are attractive and then, like, offering a threesome, for you to, like, because it's something I've thought about, so for you to uh, get me to not want to do it, you have to, like, really fuck up. <laughs> and so and these two guys did. And so they were, like, they, so basically, they had this whole paragraph labeled safety. And I was, like, oh, I can't read, wait to read this. Like, um, and so the first line said, uh, it's safer with two guys because if one of us does something that crosses the line, the other one will step in and stop it immediately. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm instantly like, I was like, basically these guys were like, hey, like just, you know, one of us may try to rape you, but there'll be another random guy there <laughs> to help like kind of keep things under control so you can totally trust us. I was like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, that happened. Um, also a lot of my guy friends, I always, like, I have a guy friend that keeps complaining about how he doesn't have success with online dating. A lot of guys, I think, I feel like in general, a stereotype is that, like, women are just, we're bombarded by messages, and guys are like, oh, like, I messaged, like, 100 women, I didn't get one response. And, like, here's the deal, guys. I can, I can explain this one to you. Because I think a lot, a lot of guys think it's about, like, oh, there's just, you know, more, like, there's some kind of numbers game, or it's just not, whatever. And the, the, the answer is, they're doing some amazing things with vibrators these days. Like, really cool. <laughs> like, and the deal is that your, as a man, your personality has not kept up with the innovation in sex toys. <laughs> it's just there, you gotta, you gotta kind of keep up. You gotta think of it in like, you know, globalization, technology. It's kind of like, it's the same kind of forces at work. Um, and so it's just a, it's just a fact. What uh, else did I want to talk about? Um... I want to try out mostly new stuff because it's like, I know my set. I know what works. And I have this set up tomorrow, so whatever. Uh, fuck it, I paid for this. Fuck you guys. Okay, oh, grandkids. Uh, kids, no, babies, right? Uh, babies, to have them, not have them. Um, I, I was in a relationship recently. And I actually, no, I broke up with my boyfriend recently. Um, he actually made me feel bad about myself. Like, he, yeah, right? And so he told me, that he wanted my, he wished my ass were bigger. He was like, I really would like your ass to be bigger. He's like, I wish your ass were bigger. I was like, I wish you didn't smell like mayonnaise. But, you know, we don't, we don't always get everything we want. So, and it wasn't, and it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a good type of, it wasn't like an aioli or anything. It was just like a, it was like mayonnaise that had been like, that had been like sitting on a, like a bun for a while, you know, that had just been like sitting out. Um, he was just kind of greasy. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, kids, I was, but I was like, but I was also like, oh, I don't want to have to date again, go back on Tinder. So I'm like, maybe I'll just have a baby with him because he seemed to want to have a baby. I was like, whatever. I was like, so I'm like, maybe I'll have a baby. But then I realized like, I don't know. I just, I feel like baby, no baby. I'm going to have to be woken up in the middle of the night no matter what. It's like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this or do I want to do this? You know, it's like, not with a baby. What's you guys, whatever. Um, oh yeah, I keep wanting to talk about grandkids and I keep forgetting. It's been a long day. I did two tours today, so yeah. I talked for seven hours before this, so don't, like, that's why I keep, um, so I, okay, so, I, 
Yeah, it's leading Segway tours in Golden Gate Park. It's fucking bullshit. It doesn't matter. It like doesn't even, yeah. And so telling people not to run into curbs on their Segways. Like that's what I'm basically, I'm like, no, don't hit that curb. So the history of this, history of this building is you're an idiot. Like stop running into him. Okay, so that's basically what I do all day. Um, so I, my boss, really nice lady, but I, look, I have no problem. I don't want to have kids. I love kids, but I don't want to have them. And I, I have no problem with other people wanting to have kids, but I don't like people's reasons for having kids. I think they, it's it, like, I asked my boss, she said she couldn't wait to have five. She's I want to have five kids. I want to have a big family. I can't wait to do that. And I was like, oh, why? Like, I was just kind of making conversation. Why do, why do you want to have a big family? She's like, well, I want to be surrounded by grandkids when I die. Like, I'm like, what image do they, do you have like, she thinks that like her grandkids are just going to like show up and just like surround her. And like, what if they got caught in traffic? What if they miss it? Like, what if they miss her death, you know? And like, you don't know what you're, like, that's a kind of shitty, shitty thing to do to your grandkids. Like, she's like, I want to be surrounded by my grandkids. I want to be surrounded by people that love me. I'm like, how do you know your grandkids are going to love you? Like, they may think you're kind of shitty for creating them just so they could see you die, you know? I don't know. I'm working something out here, clearly. Um, how much time do I have? I sound up for 20 minutes. David, my best friend David Roth paid for me. He treated me to this set, so I want to make him proud. He paid $20 for so I could do this. Because um, the longest 